Hey everyone, we have a Facebook and an Instagram for the Amrikis podcast. Podcast? Yes. Oh, Did, sorry, that it, was weird. How, see, that's how it sounds like when you say it. <laughs> if you don't mind liking us on both of those things, commenting, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff. It would be really appreciated because, you know, we got to get the algorithms to say we're great. Yes, indeed. At least at a minimum. Give us five stars. Five stars on Apple Podcasts or any other platform would also be great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Amikis uh, podcast. Sorry, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. The last yo was weak, and you know that. Yeah, and you, for, you, forgot, the, you forgot one more yo. Actually, there was a yo missing. There was something off. Yes, there exactly. Was a yo you missing. know, I, I didn't yeah. feel my full yo, so I think. Uh, <laughs> I think you're right about that. So we're gonna we're gonna you're take like, it yeah. from the top. I need to tap into the Amriki's Arab like yo power. Okay, the, the yo play. Yeah. <laughs> Very, Get that yo yo going. Yes, exactly. Let's we're gonna do this, or we can do it the the anti style, like the Arab woman style, like yo, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> oh my god, yo. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Amrikis Podcast. Podcast! With your hosts, Muhammad, Ala, and the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone we are back in black and red and green and white and in case you don't know those are the arab colors the pan arab colors and in this case the amrikis colors we are joined by the regular amrikis and we got our marketing director dania here to guide us through and make sure that we are doing things the right way we're hitting all the right key points all the right keywords we are uh, uh, asking for uh, engagement from the audience so that they know that we're here so that we can increase our instagram beyond the 100 followers that it has (laughs) we love all 100 of you guys yes i am also i'm also looking at a really cool shirt that Yahab's wearing saying the only revolution is the one within it is the true jihad, in case you guys don't know, is the That's jihad a, That is actually within. the definition. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, Dania, you are here again. Are we uh, going to be talking about having a fourth Enrique and updating our cover art like <laughs> soon? Or what's going to happen? Ooh. I thought that was part of the plan, you know? Like, uh, we become super fans, and then slowly we inch our way into the co-hosting seats. I right? mean, next we're going to have people like Mariam and Jamil and... Uh, all sorts of different people that talk Billy Bob li- Bukhari. No, no, no. We're talking about real fans, not the fake oh, ones. Oh yeah, right, um, right. That are super fans, quote unquote. That will become co-hosts, and at some point, the entire audience are going to become co-hosts, and there will be no audience left. It's it's the problem with setting up precedences that we've set one up. It's okay. Hello, son. You're welcome, Danny. Anytime. <laughs> I'm, we're gonna have to spend like a few hundred dollars updating our cover art on it for you. So no, just like d- draw a stick figure with a hijab in the corner and like Adi. That works, works for me. For Actually, me. what we're gonna do is we're, wow, thanks. No, no, Danya. What we're gonna do is instead of drawing you as a stick figure, we're gonna have you as a lollipop without its wrapper on and a bunch of flies on that lollipop, showing what happens when the girl does not wear hijab. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? 
It's just an inaccurate representation of me, but yeah, sure. I don't know. That... I was I was really like listening to you cringing, not knowing where you were going with that. Well, well, in case people who don't know what that is, can either of the people who wear hijab on this show tell us what I'm talking about? Go ahead, Denny. I was gonna say, take it away, Ala. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead. I'm getting no. What are you talking about? <laughs> you should listen to the last of Mickey's episode. I have not you know? heard that in a very long time. So what, what have you not heard in a long time, Alain? This whole analogy of if you're not wearing a hijab, it's like a, it's a lollipop without the wrapper and the flies or whatever. Like I feel like I've heard it, but like for I haven't heard it in a long time. Yeah, it's a very messed yeah, up it's analogy. It's like a very old, old Do analogy. Do people still use that? People still is that, use it? Is that on really... Instagram memes? You know, those like really religious Instagram pages where they're trying to like quote unquote educate women. Allah, if they're very religious, why are they on Instagram from the beginning? <laughs> I know, it's haram, astaghfirullah. Like, what are what they doing? Because they have a cute IG handle. I'm just kidding. I don't know why. So, so, <laughs> halal life. So, yeah. Forever. <laughs> halal thug life forever. Oh, um, I've seen why? that. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, but, you know, okay, so you have what I remember from like growing up was this kind of push to encourage quote unquote women to wear the hijab where like you have two panels on the left, you have a lollipop with the wrapper on and on the right, you have a lollipop with no wrapper on. The one with no wrapper on has flies on and therefore you should wear the hijab. It doesn't comment on calling like men flies, you know, for starters, but Ooh. it also doesn't um, it compares women to be consumable food items. Um, this is not specific to Muslims or Islam. I have it's heard. It's not even consumable. That's lickable. Like that's even worse. <laughs> okay, um, we just went there. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, we went there, and that's a conversation for another day. But I I remember um, uh, hearing something similar in like in Christian circles for women who like are virgins versus women who are not virgins. You know, uh, like uh, one of them being gum that's chewed you know and who's one to chew chewed gum versus another one that stayed in its wrapper like ready to be chewed later on so Bang. i i have heard this in a different like context to like uh what we're talking about here all of it is inappropriate you know comparing women to food and not objectifying right. women in any way at all right that's funny because have you said this is a means of like what they were trying to quote unquote encourage women, but that's not encouragement. That's like demeaning and threatening or like forcing them out of fear mm -hmm. of, you know, their reputation, which is what is so heavily emphasized upon in so many communities. I mean, how does that make you feel when you see that? It's not it's not encouraging at all. It's actually very demeaning. Um, it's not a way to encourage or support women or make them feel any valuable. Yeah, I didn't know that this is how we're going to begin, but it's always good to begin in a way that's like, hey, probably don't treat women like they're objects or that right. they're consumables or that they are consumable food, for example, or cars or anything else that women are regularly like compared to. What are men compared uh, that to? That is just laughing. Curious now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and that, we, and that, we can't, a good point. And that, and that we can't we can't hear you. On purpose, I know I muted myself. No, you can yeah. laugh. I can take your laugh off. <laughs> In post. We want your laugh. Your laugh is valuable. You are accepted. You know, your you. laugh is accepted. 
So we can talk about hijabs and the misconceptions about hijabs um, maybe for another day. I think that's actually a decent topic for us to actually I did pitch that as plan. a topic idea one time. Sure. This is what happens when you're a top fan, you know, of a podcast. <laughs> you try so hard to reach them and they're just like, whatever. No. I mean, can you imagine talking uh, a podcast talking about hijab? I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. Well, Muhammad, for most of the life of this podcast, it's only been two guys who obviously don't wear hijab. And now and the last thing we need are these two guys talking about. Let hijab. me tell you about hijab. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you about it. It is an amazing subject that we can talk about another time, another day. Um, and by we, I mean mostly Danny and that. So, all right. So we can talk about hijab all day, but instead let's go ahead and talk about COVID. See, Muhammad, that's how you do a segue. <laughs> <laughs> nice, so smooth so and clean. sweet. Um, how are you guys doing? Are you still alive? Have you been, in- yeah, man. have you been, uh, infected by the plague? And I ask this question in a very tongue in cheek way, because I will tell you that one of us has been affected by the plague. And I want you listener to guess just for half a second, who you think out of the four of us got COVID and, um, Insert Jeopardy the Jeopardy music, music here. Oh yeah. my god, I just said that. <laughs> oh. So reveal yourself, oh, oh COVID haver. That would be me. <laughs> dun, dun, that would be dun. I. Tell us your, I Thank tell, you for the sound effect. Tell us your story, friends. You were amongst... Where were you? How did you find out? And, and, 20 and, days ago. And how ashamed do you feel about yourself right now? Not ashamed at all because Good. I did not bring it to my family. Um, thank God. Um, I actually yeah. got it through my family. And you know, when they talk about clusters, man, they ain't kidding. Especially yeah. when it's like, mashallah, like in our case. Families. Yeah, we're a big family, mashallah. So, yeah, about 20 days ago, I started to feel some symptoms. And when I contacted my mom, I realized that she also wasn't feeling well. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how it played yeah. out. Then you, um, you, did you immediately think that you had coronavirus? Muhammad, ask my sister, ask my family. I've gotten tested four times already. Anytime yeah. I feel a little off, I schedule an appointment to get tested. And my family thinks I'm crazy, but I, I just, I'm like, I don't know. Like, you just, right. you don't know. Right. Like, you could be careful. You could try to do what, you know, your best. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't know. Yeah. Um, so tell us, how did you feel? What were your symptoms like? Yeah, so it's it's interesting because I've talked to a couple of different people and I think Daniel, we were also talking about um, comparing the symptoms of people that we know. Um, but it feels like everybody kind of gets something a little different. In my case, I started off with um, muscle ache, chills, and then I got a cough that was not a dry cough. I was congested, but it wasn't like I had a cold. It was different. And then I... Um, you know that song by Weekend? I can't feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> That's, That's mostly about I cocaine, felt. by the way. That particular song. I know. Song. I, 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 yeah, I know. I know. Um, anytime I touched my face, like when I, at some point when I touched my face, it almost felt like my face wasn't there. It was really weird. Wow. Um, and, and then I lost my sense of taste and smell. Wow. Um, fatigue. Um, it's it's one of those one of the common symptoms I have found with other people that I know have had it is you really feel drained. Like up until yesterday, like I said, today's day twenty for me. Up until yesterday, like right after work, I slept for two hours, and I never do things like that. Um, Your body's trying I, to recover. 
body's trying to recover. I lost a good amount of weight. Um, I mean, I was still eating, probably not good food, but I don't know. It just takes a toll、mm. on your body. And,、um, and then I got my sense of taste and smell back. And then I lost it again for like a couple of hours. And then it came back. So it's a little stronger now, but. Are you sure it wasn't it, just like a bad meal and you. <laughs> I chose you not to taste that, it. The real question you is. You couldn't taste it. No, no, the real question are you sure you're not just having the flu? It sounds like it's just the、oh、flu. Oh my God, it's so different. Like it is so different for people out there who say COVID、yeah. is like the flu or the cold. Yeah, it's different. I'm, I'm obviously making fun of them.、So. Oh, yeah. I, I am curious I about this. A lot of people say it's like the worst they've ever felt. Is it the worst you ever felt? I can't, no. I, no. I've had three kids, so no. <laughs> That's a whole different experience. Very honest. Very nice. Very, Fair very different. So,、yeah. uh, back in the day, my family and I all got swine flu. And I'm just saying this because I'm trying to like, show you up、um, at that. So, swine、okay. flu, you know, the haram flu, COVID,、yeah. you know. But nonetheless, like, it, yeah, we were out of commission for like two weeks and just not. It was really tough. Yeah, no, I was, I was over. I gave it to everybody at my work. It just wasn't as contagious as COVID. How was, how was like, it, all of your family got it, right? Even the kids? Yeah, aside from my sister, because she had it back in March. So I guess she、mm-hmm. still had antibodies for it.、Um, Mimo, my youngest, did not show any symptoms. So we're thinking she was probably asymptomatic.、Uh, she shares a room with Maria. So for sure, you know, she would have been exposed. Maria had a sore throat. Mohammed had a cough. I think my mom got it the worst. She felt a lot of pressure on her chest and、yeah. fatigue. You know, up until earlier, I visited her and she still looked a little tired.、Um, but you did say something、uh, earlier on. You're like, you know, how ashamed are you or something? And it's so funny because there is like a level of sh- shame that kind of goes with it. Not to say that、sure. I feel like that, but I, I get, if you get what I mean, it's like earlier on, I had some friends who got it and they didn't even. Tell me until later on because they were so ashamed to.、Mm. But at the end of the day,、um, I, I, it doesn't matter how you get it. Like, it's, it's almost inevitable at this point, unless you just、yeah. don't leave your house. And with this new strain that's coming from the UK,、um, I, was, I heard something earlier where experts are predicting that it will be the dominant strain by、mm. March here in the United、yeah. States. So,、mm-hmm. I mean, You know, it's, it's, we sh- definitely should not be ashamed. I think, you know, where the shame comes in is if you have it, know that you have it and you're not careful and you spread it to others. I think that should carry a little bit of a shame where you're like, you're just being really careless or you don't care about the safety of others. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to kind of talk about this、um, aspect of like accepting that. COVID is going to happen because I have family in Palestine and I've heard of probably half of my family members getting COVID because at this point, nobody's wearing masks anymore. They don't care. It's just rampant. And I think people just like, you know, they just figured that they'll just go through it and it's no big deal.、Um, that seems to kind of be the case in a lot of Arab countries where they just like don't care anymore.、Uh, Danny, I know that your mom recently came from Syria. Do you want to talk a little bit about what she's seen over there? Yeah, it's very similar to what you were saying.、Um, I, I mean, with Syria, maybe it's slightly different. They've been dealing with like the revolution and the aftermath and a lot of different stressors. And so when this added thing came on, of like, okay, now you, you have to restrict yourself even more, I think a lot of maybe more wealthier Syrians felt this need of like, I don't care. 
I'm going to do whatever I want because I've already been restricted for so long. I've already been through so much. So it was definitely more lax um, on the precautions there. Not saying like not generalizing because there were people that still followed. They are still testing, but it's just it's not as many available resources as we have here in America. So a lot of them felt like, what's the point? Just like you said, this inevitability is just such a accepted thing. So a lot of people didn't feel like it was so necessary to take such um, um, important precautions. Speaking of that, I mean, and not taking precautions, like here in the U.S., like we have a lot of people at this point that just don't care. We have the anti-maskers. We have the anti-vaxxers. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, um, resistance. <clears throat> Resistance to the idea of putting masks on, but there's now that the vaccine is coming out, there's a lot of resistance to people getting the vaccine. And recently, that you were talking earlier about how there is an idea about the vaccine being like super harmful that's spreading on like Arab WhatsApp. You know, uh, do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, I had a relative send a video uh, with like some random quote and unquote doctor who knows. And he knows the just- real truth. Who? Yeah, she she knows the real truth. Oh, she knows um, the real truth. She it's, does, it's, a do- and, it's a doctor, so you have to believe it. Right. We'll just ignore Dr. Fauci. We'll just <laughs> ignore him and listen to this random doctor. Miskeen, miskeen, what, Dr. Yeah. What, what, what was the what was the premise of the? the well, they 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 were some. I don't even know who the, which news station this is. Um, but they were not like it's not here in the states. It obviously it was somewhere else, but. Uh, they were they were interviewing this quote and unquote doctor and the doctor was saying that this is a conspiracy and that the vaccine will change your DNA and that actually when you get tested uh, while you're getting tested uh, which by the way like I said I got tested like four times so my DNA would be screwed if that was true that they somehow change your DNA inject you with something and it's like circulating and I had a relative send it to me was like can you do you guys think this is true and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) no this is when this is this is peak crazy uh well there's more crazy if you want to get crazy but you're right like it's to think that um there's some organized source out to get us all we don't know the repercussions of long-term use of this vaccine that's but but we all kind of understand that and and you kind of understand that for us to move forward we kind of have to take a risk here, but I don't know. I just, I don't find um, the conspiracy stories th- that believable, but there within our communities, I've noticed that it has been more prevalent than maybe in others. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a reason and a precedent for why communities of color distrust, you know, right. Uh, medication that comes from the government. I mean, this is something that has existed, you know, yeah. amongst like African Americans in this country. And so I I understand the hesitation. Um, but at the same time, like it is a lot of mis- miscommunication and misinformation that happens for people out of ignorance, out of fear. Um, with this particular mRNA vaccine, you are training your you are training your body to create the protein that, you know, the coronavirus has on it and then at the same time produce immunity for that protein that's why it uses an mrna um uh, approach i don't know too much about it this is just from the very little that i've read about it nonetheless you know 
uh, a lot of people are worried about how did we get this uh, vaccine come out so quickly, whereas like a lot of vaccines take a long time, and they don't they neglect the idea that so much effort and money a lot and um, and just the fact that we focused on this one cause all last year has all contributed to coming out faster than something like a flu vaccine or something that perhaps doesn't have as much funding going towards it. There's a lot of explanations that would explain a lot of these discrepancies and these issues that people are concerned about, but a lot of people would would rather stick to conspiracy and the occasional like secret video that comes from WhatsApp about the real, the doctor that knows enough. So, um, but I don't want to discount a lot of these people's fears, but it's important to just, and that's why we're talking about it now, get the vaccine. I'm trying every day. I'm like checking right. the website. I'm trying to get into Likewise. a scheduled, you know, slot. I'm going to get it as soon as possible because I know that the, the possibility of like uh, side effects coming from the vaccine is always there. I always get my mm-hmm. flu shot. Certainly. But the possibility of coronavirus, as Adat talked about, is real, and it sucks, and it's not great, and it could kill you. It could kill you. Yeah. And, and I and, neglected, I, sorry, Mohammed, I neglected to mm-hmm. mention uh, like a symptom that I got that was kind of weird, mm-hmm. was the nerve pain. So I still have nerve pain under my left arm, and uh, it, it act, acts up at night mainly. Uh, where it just kind of, it's like this burning knife sensation that shoots up from underneath Hmm. my arm through my back. And I hope that it's not a long-term thing, but that's just one, like, I don't know, outlandish kind of uh, side effect or symptom that you get with COVID. And a couple of people I've talked to have had some kind of nerve pain, but alhamdulillah, like we got milder symptoms, but imagine the people that can't breathe. And I and and I, I get the whole argument about vaccines. You know, people have always had different opinions about vaccines. Totally get it. But I feel like this time it is different because the risk of getting, like you said, Ihab, the risk with getting COVID, you you got to outweigh the risks of getting COVID versus whatever the side effects will be. The from normal the side effects that's yeah. always yeah. applicable to any vaccine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, even today I was actually listening and on the news they were saying that the only way we're actually going to end this trend is if at least 80% of the American population gets the vaccine. And so yeah. the anti-vaccination like movement for this is going to hinder the ability to overcome COVID. And we're going to be in the same state of wearing masks and social distancing and shutdowns for a lot longer, which is ironic because it's like if all of these people who are anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers just kind of follow the rules, we probably wouldn't have reached the extent to we- that we have right now. Yeah. It, it is quite ironic. I, I, I do want to say that within my circle, um, there is you know a family friend um, that unfortunately is an older guy that passed away because of covid oh, and wow. it's great it's crazy because he was he needed he needed support breathing um they got him on a ventilator because his lungs started to fail he got better he got off the ventilator things were looking up everyone was saying that he's you know at first we thought he wasn't going to make it and then everyone's like wow it's a miracle he's going to be okay um, and then it just came back with vengeance while he was still in the hospital. Um, and then, you know, slowly, slowly different organs started to fail. Uh, we were getting updates all the time um, because, you know, he was such a close person to us as a, you know, family friend. And um, my it's closer to my wife's um, sister's side. So they were really um, interested in kind of hearing more about it. But 
um, unfortunately, while they, we were all worried about him, they got COVID. Wow. That whole family did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he passed, unfortunately, and then they got it. So it's it's a very real thing that exists in people's lives, and it's going through people. It's gone right through Iraq and Iraq, sorry, <laughs> right through. <laughs> Are Muslim. you sure you're from there, Muhammad? If you're saying Iraq. I'm usually talking about this in, in my other podcast to, to, to white people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the English. It throws you off. I totally get it. I totally You're, get it. Yeah, because I'm speaking English and I usually talk to white people about it. So I'm like, if I bust out Iraq, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Something stuck in your throat. Actually, if you bust out Iraq, they actually duck. because It has such a huge like sound to it. It's like, Iraq. You know, it's like, it's very guttural. They pull a George W. Bush in Iraq with the uh, shoe being thrown at him. <laughs> Best footage ever. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of George Bush um, and Iraq um, and changes of governments and governments <laughs> and riots and uh, government. Uh, yeah, we get it. It's gov- a very good segue. It's a really good segue. You have on fire today. You have is on fire. No, no, no. This is the worst segue ever. But we need, we do need a segue, and this is the one yeah. we're gonna go with. Unless Hadrat Jneb, all of you have anything else that you would like to, to you know, suggest in this. So that's what I thought. That was so that's smooth what I and clean. That was so smooth and clean. I don't think we should change it. It's so smooth and clean that it is smooth enough for us to slide right into the next segment. You know what that means. Woo! woo. And right? and with that? that and with that we're gonna do the the sliding sound effect together. Are you ready, everyone? And this is okay. a halal slip and slide. All right, for the four of us. Wow. All right. Yeah. It was Helen until you said that. I know. Exactly. So true. That's so funny. All right. Yalla, say bismillah and jump and slide into the next segment. Ready? So, do you guys see the insurrection that happened? That's in yeah, our country. That's one way to start it. Sure. Do you guys that, catch that? That is like the best segue ever. Like better than he has. I it's like, like to direct. the point. I like getting. I just like jumping into it. I mean, it's thirty. I live thirty minutes away from the capital. I was watching the news at the time, and I actually almost went. Like my wife and I, we. You were gonna storm the capital, Muhammad. Well, no, my wife and I, we we thought that hey. If we take pictures, they're going to be so valuable because it's going to be a crazy day. We didn't realize how crazy that day is going to be. Man, and so you missed out on a huge opportunity to make that moolah, especially that you work in that business. You know? I mean, photojournalism is a is a wonderful career, and, and all those people are rewarded for capturing moments like that. But, I mean, that you, people lost their lives yeah, that day. Of course. Um, there were a lot of people that got hurt. Um, it... it you know, there was a there was like a holy crap moment um, that happened when they first stormed in, and immediately I it it struck me, oh, of course they can do that. If it was anyone else, I mean, we've said this all a million times already, they'd be shot dead, like for sure. And you know that privilege it was so high what kind of privilege is that muhammad is it just a random uh, privilege or does that it have pri- a specific name that privilege that comes from the inherent whiteness um where they 
it just feels like it's okay to do something like that to the point that they're live streaming this on their own devices. And, you know, I took some time to process this and I thought about, you know, how I feel about some of this. And because it, you know, it, it hit me that a lot of these guys um, ended up believing in a big lie and thought that they were really doing some type of thing for um, their country. They were doing some type of revolution here. And um, that for some, that lie and that bubble popped after um, the capital uh, insurrection and those domestic terrorists, no matter how white and American they look, um, tried to end democracy as we know it here in, in the US. And, you know, if they got their way, you know, we could have had a vice president dead. We could have had um, lawmakers the third in line. Yeah, the third in line of presidency dead, lawmakers dead. Uh, that's what they were there for. And we're learning more and more after, you know, they're investigating th this more and more. You know, one of the main takeaways for me was like how, how in my experiences is this kind of different than then maybe someone else can view something like this. It specifically reminds me of 2003, where in Iraq, um, the bombs were first dropped um, by the United States. And there were a lot of um, groups in Iraq, uh, resistance groups, that were really waiting for this moment. They kept saying that the West is against us. We've got to revolt. We've got to bring, you know, this insane style uh, Daesh style of uh, of a government and you know they existed in small fractions but when that happened that flame got lit and they started actually coming in um presenting themselves as real viable options for the country to come back from this invasion well th those people you know as as much as america tried to get rid of them um, didn't actually they didn't actually take care of the problem or they thought that they took care of the issues enough um, what ended up happening was that they came back stronger than ever with united with a more solid mission when and that was ISIL or Daesh or whatever you want to call it so the comparison here and why I bring it up is because these proud boys these white supremacist movements they're small and they're fractions and they're different groups but we are taking it too lightly to say to let these guys get away with it or to allow anyone that participated in this not to be held accountable to just allow it to happen for the sake of unity as some congress members are saying that are still for some reason supporting this ridiculous president um trump but you know as eventually what what it comes down to is like if we do not hold these people accountable, they will come back and and with vengeance and more and they will show that, you know, they've won because they really do think they've won uh, based on those the, the things that happened that day. And um, they're using that win to kind of push on. And, you know, I'm curious what's going to happen on inauguration inauguration day. And I'm curious what's going to happen in general. I mean, it's interesting how you draw the, the parallel between like groups that would eventually become ISIS that were fractured. And then many like right wing militia groups that are anti government 
and um, just kind of underground thinking that they're persecuted and they're victims in this country with a huge, huge victim complex, <laughs> you know, and per- persecution complex, the biggest. complex that suddenly are being activated at the same time. Um, are you, are you concerned, Mohammed? Like, are you afraid? I, I, I'm, I'm concerned. And I think that anyone that tries to use unity as a, as a key to let these guys get free is, is insane. And if they get pardoned, it's also insane. Like there are multiple reper- repercussions of, of the match that was lit because it could either be a match and it would, you know, and would continue to be a fire that grows because a lot, no one thought that 2003, there would be anything worse in Iraq, but it, it got worse and worse. So I'm curious, is this a match that's lit or are, are we clamping this little uh, fire down as soon as it exists? Cause yeah. it's not pretty. I mean, it's interesting also that you draw like parallels between that and like your like respective like uh, origins and homeland and what's yeah. happened there in terms of government changes. Um, I've had something similar, but uh, I've also heard from our uh, other co-hosts here today yep. about like each one has had some sort of reaction that comes from, oh, I've seen this before. Um, I think Adat was talking a little bit about Qaddafi and what happened in the aftermath. Because you've you've been there before Qaddafi was removed and after, right, Anna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, watching it live, I was in a little bit of disbelief at the moment. I mean, looking back now, it's like, well, you know, it, maybe it is naive of me to think that something like this would not happen in the States uh, because we know these groups exist. Um, and, and we have to remember that back in March, of uh, 2020 there was no toilet paper i mean it's crazy things happen here <laughs> well that's, um, well that's you know <laughs> that's the day that everybody learned what the shatafa was 3000 you know right. we, we already yes. had one episode about it everyone who's watching this if you don't have toilet paper wash your butts it's like very easy <laughs> Yeah, and there are now saying. even devices that get connected to your toilets. Yes, and then zip zap zoom, <laughs> and own. everything is clean, and you don't need toilet paper anymore. Halos, done deal. But sorry, go ahead. What was that about the insurrection and uh, government over, you know, overthrowing and all that? What was it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it safe to say we uh, we on that? <laughs> <laughs> sorry do you want to you guys to are just gonna restart? keep going with this huh <laughs> <Okay>. um so <laughs> sorry i have um no so looking back you know now i i, I think it was a, maybe a little naive of me to you know have that kind of reaction but honestly at that moment i kept thinking oh my god this it does not feel like a scene that i would see here um and and i know that Maybe some people may find this offensive, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, that's that that was my honest uh, reaction, and it and it did remind me of scenes that I had seen come out of Libya, and not to say I mean this just proves that you know the stereotypes that we have I mean it, it's kind of I don't know like it, it can be applied everywhere I mean it's not I know there's a lot of focus on the Middle East and. Like Mohammed was saying with Iraq and then afterwards with the Arab Spring, um, it just shows you that this kind of thing happens everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the biggest comparison was just I was thinking about after um, 
I, I hate comparing the two different groups. Just go because, ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. Well, because because I, I mean, Daniel's going to like really rip on you later. But until then, uh, you can say whatever you no, want. No, she yeah. will not rip on me. We're all, we're all entitled to our own reaction. Yeah. I mean, this is my honest reaction. We are reaction. all entitled to our own reactions until Dania like steps in, onto the plate. Yeah, she'll just make <laughs> you, you know? think. Wow. Yeah, she'll I, make you think twice and be ashamed about how you reacted. <laughs> Carlos, like, you know? what is wow. wrong with me? This is the last time I'm joining the podcast. No, 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 no. You are the voice of reason, Dania. Yes, you are the voice yes. of like, actually, guys, let's all just calm down. All right. You know, <laughs> that's, chill. how do I sound? Do I sound like Dania? Like when I say that, you know? Um... No, you obviously don't know me. Because <laughs> that's the farthest thing. I'd be like, okay, you guys, listen, listen. <laughs> no, I, yeah, we don't. Ahead. We don't want this to be the last time, Dania. Like, I think you bringing in that um, that insight is is actually, I don't know. I find it to be very beneficial. Yeah. So I hate comparing the two groups because. Uh, what happened in the Capitol was wrong. Um, I am totally anti that group. I'll just say it in the most plain, easy to understand which, language. Which group is that that you're anti? That? The group, the group that attacked the. Uh... <clears throat> who are they? Mo- <laughs> who are they mostly supporting? That? I'm not. Oh, Trumpsters. Yeah, they the were. Yeah, there were Trump supporters, and they were mostly white. They were mostly mm-hmm. right wing. They're mostly mm-hmm. like have this like evangelical like streak like that's really but they eat organic food yes <laughs> yes and they had Wait, what one of them was on a Segway, you know mm-hmm. uh like <laughs> rolling up to the capitol building they were on a Segway, which is like the wow. whitest thing you can do you know i am segueing literally oh. and figuratively I'm... In, into <laughs> into I'm a, an insur- insurrection charge. i'm gonna charge. storm into this <laughs> Yeah, so Daniel, one of the, uh, oh man, I can't remember his name, but he's actually from Phoenix, I think. Um, well, I'm going to say he's from Phoenix. He's he's from Arizona, and I know he's not a Tucsonian, so I'm going to assume he's a, a Phoenician from, yeah. <laughs> um, from Phoenix. But, um, uh, you know, he was one of the people that uh, they um, they arrested, and his mom basically was like... Wait, an Arab guy? Son? No, it's, oh. you know, the guy... The shirtless guy uh, with the uh, painted face and uh, yeah. that hat. Oh, the bear skin. He's the like QAnon, 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 QAnon shaman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Phoenix. And his mom was like, he hasn't been eating because he only eats organic food. And it's like, oh. Wait, guy. is that why? That, that's was actually she true. justifying his behavior? Yeah, but but um, I read that they granted him permission to only have organic food in prison. This is... that. that this is the amount. Oh, this brings a whole other subject for me right Seriously, now. Seriously, okay. that's so, a lot. Dania, Dania um, I, I do want wow. you to, to talk about both of those subjects. But I, I want to just quickly, um, Ada, did you finish about the comparison? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. well, the comparison was for me. Um, again, I don't want to compare these two groups. La ilaha illallah. Just compare already. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're comparing. <laughs> I'm pro revolution. You know, I win. I'm you, pro Arab wait, Spring. You so. have you have done so much qualifying and so much prefacing <laughs> that now your argument is ninety percent preface and ten percent argument. You know, if this is translated into Arabic, I might, my life might be. It's <laughs> so funny. If I, if I go to Libya and I'm comparing, you know, anti Gaddafi um, to pro Trumpsters. I mean, I don't want to do that comparison, but um, the images. You oh, know, I see what you're saying. Okay. The images that's, of that's when the revolutionaries. You know, they got into, uh, we call it the Qaeda, where 
Kedefi, you know, that's where he lived. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Qarda means like platform or, or like the, the base. base. Yeah. yeah, the base. Headquarters. Um, <clears throat> headquarters, yeah. thank you. Headquarters. And so like just the images of them, you know, there and then going into the to Gaddafi's kids' houses, like their palaces or whatever, and, and with all their gold and, and you're just, you know, like taking pictures and it, it I don't know, right. like it just kind of brought up that memory, even mm. though again it's two different uh groups, but um but that that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, the, the looting imagery was was very um, no, but, but they the, weren't looting in well. Muhammad. They weren't looting because they weren't taking laptops away from Target, you know, <laughs> 16 blocks away from a BLM, you know. So, so this you're, that's a good point. Uh, this is not looting. This is uh, stealing state secrets. St- st- yes. Just, they, you know, they got lost, you know, on their way in and out of the Capitol. <laughs> and on the way out, they took some things. Hey, can just memorabilia. I wonder like if any of them found. Right. <laughs> I wonder if any of them found the bathroom. Like, if that's if maybe maybe they maybe one of them just happened to go in there and say, "I just needed to use the bathroom." Here, I, <laughs> I saw you guys go in here. Uh, am I? Is this a federal crime? <laughs> so, but but and I, going back to you, I, I do understand that you don't want to compare them because um, when I think about my own situation and my uh, you know coming from Palestine and Palestinians and how they react to the change of government. Um, it's also not the same because these are in the case of the the capital. These are people who were fed lies, who thought that the election results were illegitimate based off of nothing, that that believed in a cultist called Trump, and that were going in using their um, privilege and their thoughts um, that they in their belief that nothing bad was going to happen to them. A lot of them were armed. A lot of them were expected to be armed they they committed violence they broke in you know this is this is a different group to compare to because when i think about like um the overthrowing of governments in my case it is like the israelis like ransacking the palestinian authority headquarters and ousting killing and removing legitimate elected you know leaders you know, and then replacing that government overnight. I also remember that there is like this headquarters, huge place that was like on a very tall mountain, tall mountain, on a very large mountain in the middle of the uh, middle of my city. That's where Yasser Arafat, when he was um, when he was alive, he would fly with his helicopter to go there whenever he was visiting my city, Al Khadid. And at some point, like the Israelis came in and blew up that entire like representative you know headquarters um in that place um and in in its place they built i think like some gymnasium or something so they completely like removed the significance of that place so for the uh and i do want to hear from dania in a second but i think for the three of us we do have this like you know uh parallels in our heads of you know even for me when the blm protests were happening a lot of palestinian protests came up for me because in that case i think a lot of the comparison is apt you know but for a lot of arab americans we do have this like oh especially for first generation the the countries that we come from or our parents come from have a lot of similarities to what happened you know over the over that weekend uh, during um so the, the this is my personal relation to it there's a lot more that i can say about it um but dania you were talking a little bit about um those comparisons being made and i remember that you talked about uh, especially you posted on facebook and instagram what your um 
opinion was and how you saw things. Um, so uh, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, my critique wasn't necessarily about how Arabs were comparing. I think everything that each of you shared is very valid, you know. Um, and I do agree with Allah on the sense that like actually equating the two groups doesn't make sense because um, first and foremost, the group that, that, you know, attacked the capital has what we've been using keyword right now, privilege. Mm-hmm. Our people in all of our countries don't have the privilege of criticizing government. So they were risking their lives and their livelihoods for the sake of actually attaining a better life, a better system for themselves and the future generations. And for a good majority of our countries, they paid a hefty price. Yeah, They lost their lives. Some of them, you know, like the mm. governments did not back down. Things didn't change. And they, it's still an ongoing revolution and struggle. So it's very different than, you know, a couple of groups here who've just kind of like sailed on their privilege of assuming they can do something like this and when it first started like the very very early parts where i was watching i don't feel like anyone took it seriously it was like oh yep. they're standing outside and they're protesting they don't seem and very like, like yeah. threatening yeah exactly and so it just seemed very lax and it wasn't until later in the afternoon when like images from inside started surfacing they're like oh like we got to take this seriously and from there is when i started hearing the comparisons that white american media was making that i found insulting where they kept saying with such like shocked voices like this looks like images straight out of syria like i don't understand Yeah. And mm-hmm. so for me, the problem is like it's such an elitist style comment to think that you're just so immune. Like who is America to think that it's so much better than anyone else that it, it cannot that is so immune from experiencing the things that it has actually caused in other countries? Yeah. So that was the part that was frustrating, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, attacking, insulting so many other developing countries, quote unquote, I don't like third world or developing because it's like America creates those titles. Right. Syria doesn't call itself third world or developing. Iraq doesn't call itself third world or developing, you know, but it's just these foreign countries, usually these Western countries that create these labels. And then they think they're so high and mighty above the other places that their media can simply just sit here and criticize and like look at its beloved capital and say like this doesn't look like us because we're not like this Mm -hmm. this is what syria looks like no no honey syria does not look like that like syria has been made to look like that from years of oppression not because a couple of privileged people decided they didn't want this new democratically elected government in place Mm -hmm. so that was my frustration and i still hear it now like today we're watching my mom's been watching cnn nonstop for the past 10 days it's so frustrating but um yeah the word syria has come up six times today when they were comparing what it looks like the military presence and things like that and i'm just like can you not bring my country's name into this as if like my country is so like my country's so less than that you think you can compare your negative truths to my people and my country no Mm -hmm. no thank you and and that's where my no it's it's a very it's a very good i'm really appreciating the fact that you brought that up and uh you know when we hear our country's names we don't have negative connotations (laughs) There are countries. So you hear Iraq, you hear Syria, you hear Libya, you hear Palestine. We, we, we smile. We feel happy. That's a good yeah. thing. That's a good place. You you come on TV and you say, 
ah, that looks like Syria. <laughs> it's like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, like, I remember the first time someone said it, it was a woman on CNN, and she's like, like, this I, I doesn't think I know look exactly like America. This is like pictures of Bogota or Syria. Like, she was yeah. just like abhorrently shocked. And I'm like, calm down, lady. Like, wow. <laughs> Do, like, I could you literally you went off the yeah, whole like, country. Yeah, excuse me, Yanni, please. Well, sit down. Like, just you know, focus on your country because really it's being unearthed. Trump in the last four years has unearthed so much. And Mohammed, earlier you were saying, like, is this us clamping down? Like, is the government finally clamping down on something or is this the match? And I can't help but worry that this is the match because Trump, like, was the first, like, spark. And this is what's come of it. I don't he's, know. He took four years to, to develop this. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but he is a symptom after all. Danny, right. I wanted to ask you earlier, you had a lot to say about um, the guy eating organic food and being so, like allowed that much, you know, uh, especially that he's quote unquote shaman, that he called himself a shaman. And therefore, I know. therefore, it's like a religious like mandate, you know. Uh, did you have anything to say about that? I know you were going to say something earlier. It's just like a, I mean, it's a whole episode in itself, but I just know from people, Muslims who work in jails, um, and in prisons with Muslim inmates and the struggle they have to get halal and good, you know, halal meals for the Muslim inmates mm -hmm. and how easy it is like for this dude to get organic meal or even Jewish inmates to get kosher. It's so easy. But Muslim inmates still struggle to get their rights when they're in prison or in mm -hmm. jail. That was just the part I, when you said that, I was like, of course, like this is ridiculous. Well, That's my frustration well, there. If it makes you feel any better, these particular people, including the shaman, all got added to a no-fly list. <laughs> I heard about that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Seems they, like they're having a little hard time. They they do, they have a hard time even realizing that they did anything wrong. They're like, no, yeah, why yeah. am I not able okay. to fly? I'm like a you saw that, here. You saw that video of that woman. It's like I went in to cause a revolution. They maced me, and she was like so confused. So, but, but yeah, they don't, they don't think that they did anything wrong. And a lot of them are, well, are because, having these tantrums. Go ahead. Because Trump, Trump said, I will be with you guys. I was watching mm -hmm. a reporter who said that she was walking with them and she was talking to one of the guys. I don't know. She was interviewing somebody and he's like, yeah, Trump, Trump is with us. And she's like, do you actually think Trump is walking with you guys? And she's, and he's like, yes, he's, she's like, where is he? He's like, I don't know, somewhere in the crowd. Like these guys actually believed that Trump was walking with them. And then when he, when he talked to tell them eventually, when he told them to go home, I love you guys. Who says I love, like, what I love yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. very You're special. special. Yeah. Yeah. Honey. There is a level of, um, I don't know if I can use this term uh -oh. or not, but I just feel like a level of brainwashing, sure. you know, it and is. and this is. is something we can utilize in comparison to a lot of other countries when we see it with these cults, these like terrorist cult, cult mindsets and things like that. So this is what's happening here, because you're right. I've seen the genuine confusion and shock, and I've heard people who are just mm -hmm. very pro Trump that I know personally in communities and society like the conviction is just mind blowing. So I can understand. And yeah, he did say, because Trump in that speech, the earlier one, the one that ignited it, he did say like that he insinuated on some level that I'll be with you, that I'll yeah. be joined. Like we are going to march, we are going to go. Oh. So yeah, I can understand that these cult like followers believed their leader who was telling them what to do, he's gonna be there. But like most cult leader leaders, they don't actually the do United anything. States. And their leader is the president of the United yes, States, he, not just the any most leader. amazing country in the world, right? Like, the, and he's you know. the most powerful, right? So 
I, it's no, just I, a I, I hear level. you. Uh, a lot of times, by the way, with the right wing and the extreme right wing, I do hear a lot in common, by the way, between uh, the ideology of a lot of these groups and the particularly the fascism of like, we need to return to our original glory. It's us and them to very familiar extremists like Islamist groups that have, you know, yeah. created a lot of chaos in the Middle East and Muslim majority countries. And um, especially how they like pull from religion. Um, and this is something that I've seen on common a lot. And it's really funny because every time, like when I hear them and they're like, oh, these Islamists and they're like, you know, Muslim people in Islam. And it's like really, really, you know, and I'm like, you are behaving exactly like, like the extremists that you're talking about. Like you are just kind of like an opposite of, mm-hmm. you know, it's, har- it's hard to re- see the reflection, but you're right. It's basically reflected there. Yeah. yeah like during I, I this past election, somebody had a sign that was like Jesus 2020. Right. It's Trump. And I'll like, um. That's right. <laughs> not. That's not equivalent. Uh, it's like the, I, ma, ma, yeah. you know, Trump is the Mahdi or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did want to also say that um, I was talking with a call, like a coworker, and I, I, I typically don't talk to coworkers about these things where I kind of unload about what's going on. So it was a very interesting exchange. But one of the things that I basically boiled down to that I thought it was very in you know, a good nugget to take out of this is that this is America's original sin. This is America's original problem was the fact that they overthrew a government that was ruling them, AKA the British. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's a very good parallel. Um, The one I'm talking about specifically is that, you know, they thought they were better. uh, The people that came over and, uh, and discovered this new land um, and were able to um, enslave a whole people's mindset, let alone their physical bodies, and make them feel less than, bring them over here, build this whole country on their backs. You know, finally, um, after they, the the African-American community that was here, Native worked American hard. as well. Native American uh, as well. And then, you know, the rights that slowly came in after that, you know, the, so the, the rights for them to, to, to be equals and then to be have their freedom and then to vote and then women as well to vote things that finally like arose but that original sin that original problem of feeling of being more than um we've never addressed it as a country and we've never really looked at it you know and and figured out that ugly piece of our history and figured it out because there are people that are still waving the confederate flag you guys lost you lost it why is that still being flown? And why did we see it in the Capitol a few weeks ago, um, waving again? It's because they think we, the people, meaning the, we, the people that came over uh, in the we, beginning. We, the white people. We right. The- yeah. Specifically, they want to revolution, get the revolution back to that time. That's why they keep referencing 19, uh, 1776. It's just, it's ridiculous that it's reached to this point. But, you know, we all fall under that umbrella. Like, anyone that is not white and so yeah i mean i missed the day when white people had all the power instead of most of it you know (laughs) that's not that's not my joke by the way that's that's from american dad um which by the way like you know we should totally watch more of because in the first few seasons of it was brilliant in my opinion but go ahead no i that's really the end of that i just want to say that like you know we are watching this country unfold um 
and deal with the issues it's never dealt with before. And we're getting caught up in it as well because we live here and our kids are here for those that have us have kids. So it's just, you know, it's something that I hope we can continue to form in a positive way because I always want to find a way out of this kind of thing is that, you know, it, this looks like a day of reckoning almost because, you know, Trump is getting impeached. He got impeached twice. That's more than any other president in the world. He's lost the popular vote twice. That's more than any. Sorry, not world my world of the United States in history, you mean? Yeah. In the, yeah. in the history of the United States. Um, and then the same thing with, you know, he losing the popular vote twice. So he, he's looking like the bad guy and it looks like, uh, good is, um, beating evil here at the end of the day. I was curious if you guys felt the same way. Is there, is there some hope out of, after all this? Uh, of course not, man. I'm Arab and I'm just going to be like, it's all, you know, messed up. And it's, <laughs> it's never going to get better, you know, because all this at the end of the day was counting all yeah. the electoral votes. Yeah. That's going to reinstate the neoliberal man called Biden to restore the system that encouraged people to vote in Trump in the first place. So like we, I mean, the, 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 there's a problem here, you know, that is, a lot bigger and that we need to all focus on that, you know, especially people who are progressive like myself and really want to like, you know, overhaul the system, but we're all being temporarily distracted by this like very, very poor insurrection. If you want the truth, like honest truth, it really is. Um, I don't know. I kind of wasn't really that intimidated by it, but it does kind of present a very huge, like uh, vulnerability in the system that we all now know. You know, because, yeah, they were like literally two steps away from taking senators as hostages. United States senators. That's much, pretty crazy. You and I have been down there so many times. OK, yeah. how many cops do we see every time we go down there? Like, yeah, on a regular basis. It's true. And it's very intimidating when you're down there. It's like <laughs> the most safest place on Earth. If you would if, if, if you would just look at it from outside. So for them to just walk right in. It, it's a little laugh. crazy. I want to hear your laugh. Why do you keep muting yourself? You just said we. Who's we? Like, this guy lives in D.C. We're a bunch of Arabs. Like, what the hell, dude? Don't say we. Say you. Keep me out of it. No, so no. I, when I was talking I, about... I, no, I I'm talking it. about we, like me and Muhammad. We've been down there so many times. Like, no, you said we. No, ex- before that. You said something about... What did I say? Collective. <laughs> It was a cool. Anna and I were like making eye contact. We're like the hijabis in here want to leave. Wait, what did I say? I am not associating myself with what this conversation. Just go back and listen to it through editing. Uh, you basically about the vulnerability. You're like, well, now we know. Well, now we know. You know, like what the oh. hell, dude? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then this poor guy it's like 1 a.m he's not thinking he's the one that lives in dc they're gonna come for you first <laughs> i was trying to steer the ship and i i knew where what he was trying to say but it didn't come out in a way that i have no like... idea what any of you guys are talking about okay. so what? you said you said the vulnerability thing it yeah the vulnerability like... was was shown you know it was like there was not enough police that day and it's true was like... it really vulnerability though or was it like what they've been talking about this concept of privilege yeah, you know no, this no, government didn't recognize uh, didn't consider a threat from the, quote unquote their own people no, you know I, 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 I agree with seeing you. anybody who's not white as not their own people which I, enabled this to happen no, so no. i don't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily call it a vulnerability as much as i would say you know it's intended. kind of like but yeah. that in of itself is a vulnerability to like a lot of times especially like fbi and the government they really really underestimate right-wing extremism in this country 
and don't consider it a real threat, even though technically they actually commit more like violence and more terror, like domestic terrorist attacks in this country. And that is a vulnerability for us to not be able to see that, you know. And so that's so what I, I that's, would, that's so what I, I would was take pointing. that back to Muhammad's earlier point when he was saying, mm-hmm. is this kind of like um what did you say? Like the pendulum is going to swing back or like maybe some right. good, like, is this the, and you have, we're saying no, like maybe from a political standpoint, it is no, but I would say from a social standpoint, I think kind of like America's history is catching up with it. Sure. You know, the things that America has done before is finally like people are starting to speak out communities of color, marginalized communities have finally found like their ability to stand up. And this quote unquote vulnerability that you said, this like behavior is something that shifted. It shifted the power dynamic. You know, Americans who have never been considered or welcome as Americans, such as us, such as other marginalized communities, we finally realized like, you know, now Americans who are white are like, oh, so we're not immune to this stuff either. Okay, oops, let's figure this out now. Right. So I think socially it's building um, a different future. Yeah, but I don't know about politically. I'm not exactly sure where we differed and where that like like you know <laughs> was. Uh, I think we were kind of also was, joking. Like I know, it was but just, I wasn't sure like, exactly what you were being like. Um, like you wanted to distance yourself from because when I was saying me and Muhammad have been down there so many times, like whenever we go down to the capital or like the mall, like the national mall area, it is filled with snipers and like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. police yeah, officers. I've and been whatnot. there too. And I've seen it like that. Yeah. yeah. It's always like that. And we can't even get like a little bit close to some of the stuff that's not even like, you know, all that important, you know? So I, so yeah, I mean, again, it shows a lot of that vulnerability. Suddenly, it's like, oh, we have a huge, huge uh, flaw in our security. So well, also because there there is talk that there were people within the security that were right, <clears throat> right. potentially part it. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there was also that Olympic swimmer. Did you guys hear? I think he. Yes. I did hear yeah. about that. Yeah. Could you tell me more? Because I haven't heard it. Mohammed? There, well, there's an Olympic swimmer. I don't. It was just an Olympic was, swimmer amongst them. Yeah, he was. He was. There's images of him wearing his Olympic um, jacket mm-hmm. um, that he got at the Olympic at the riot. So it was very easy to identify him. He's the and Olympic he's really winner. Tall. Yeah, he's, he's really, really tall. tall. I've listened um, to a lot of podcasts about this. There are some people who were there as tourists and just kind of like, you know, fell into it. You know, because there's like families and children and pets. Um, all over the place. I, I, I told you, I almost went with Verda. Like, it wasn't... People wanted to maybe go see what was going on, but I feel like there is a situation where once you reach the capital and then you enter, whether it be through a door or not through a door, you you get a sense that you're entering some land that you don't belong. A lot mm-hmm. of these guys, even like, you know, they... <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the very beginning, there was like this... Um, this like um, keep to keep people in a line. This little stand thing. Um, what is it called? Ropes to keep people in lines. Yeah. When they yeah. first barged in. Yeah. For some reason, those guys continue to follow the ro- rules of the ropes <laughs> and stay within the rope lines inside inside the Capitol building. Because yeah. it's like they're in sheep mentality, right? They, that's how they got there in the first place, and they're, they're still like, staying in now. their little line. We're here now. What? <laughs> Right. And a lot of them try to figure it out. And those that were organized, they were some organized people that don't. Yeah. yeah. They tried to take advantage of those folks and they tried to like pull them in and their plans, whether those people fell for it or not is, you know, who knows, who knows, they keep falling for lies and tricks. But the, but the fact of the matter is you're in a federal building during a joint session thing. 
and there are people calling for you know the VP and and Nancy Pelosi. You're it's not going to look pretty. Yeah, you know? it's not it's not looking pretty. You shouldn't be there, even as a as a visitor. It's COVID. Like don't don't go inside the Capitol right now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also want to just go back to the whole idea of a no-fly list because you and I yeah. both know of so many Muslims that did very, very little things, you yeah. know, things that did not deserve them to be on a no-fly list. Even uh, associations of knowing someone that is on a no-fly list, sometimes you just end up on a no-fly yeah. list. Yeah, and then, and then they get like, and then these guys get just one iota of accountability and then they finally just like break down. It's like, I'm not a terrorist. There was a guy that was like being pinned uh, to the ground by police and he's like, you're treating me like a black person. There is, <gasps> yes, no, I've seen this. Like in the airport, they were tipping him down. One guy that was on the no-fly list is like, stop treating me like a black person. There is wow. an understanding in their head that you, that you can't treat me like this. I am part of the elite. I'm part of the privileged class and it's I- me. I, yeah, white yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. You know, and maybe we should start worrying about them. Yeah, you know, in in a lot of different ways. So, hmm. again, like we see the comparison, and there's so many comparisons that happen on online between you know the way that the Black Lives Matters protests uh, were interacted with, and the way that these particular quote unquote protesters, rioters, terrorists. Uh, insurrectionists were interacted with and the stark difference between how you know law enforcement treated them and that's a conversation that's been you know beaten to death pun really horribly not intended i'm sorry uh because we there has been like so many bad situations like that um but it's something that needs to be talked about as well daniel did you want to end the segment with something that could potentially be uh you know bring all this together where, where do we go from here daniel what do you think are there any learnings or things that we can move forward from i didn't know i was the Enrique's uh, political analyst but um <clears throat> hold on <laughs> socially no, i mean so, <laughs> no, I social mean, analyst. I mean, no i mean like you you were i don't know i felt like your vibe was pretty grounding earlier so can you take us there <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's similar to what I said on the last episode. You know, this is this is just a continuation of our reminder of our roles. You know, we're here. We have things to do. This is our time to um, take a stand, to continue speaking out, to do what needs to be done. Uh, one of the things that I started doing personally because I got so frustrated of the American media was I, you know, I took my own nonprofit social media account and I started constantly posting photos of Syria, of the culture, of the people even further. Because for me, it's like the whole point of why we started our nonprofit was to deviate from this narrative of like Syria is this, you know, broken down, ugly third world place that doesn't compare to the grandiose America. And, um, you know, this is like there are other narratives and stories that exist in this country and I feel like the media and the government like had this little wake-up call of like oh yeah let's listen to other people because we're just the same so I feel like this is an opportunity to continue with our, our our missions to educate to get involved to to you know take a stand make a difference that's very well said there's a lot of feelings here a lot of emotions a lot of um Again, parallels, and I keep saying that word over and over again, but nonetheless, um, something to definitely think about. I, I like to hear all of your perspectives on this because, as you mentioned, like the mainstream media has a very yeah. like distant 
you know, distanced, you know, uh, perspective on things where this is not us. And I'm like, no, this is exactly us. This is exactly mm-hmm. who we've been this entire time. So, Yanni, like, let's let's stay um, let's stay true and let's be honest about that. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, you know wrap this up and uh, bust down the doors into the next segment. <laughs> how wow, do you guys you, like you, wow how, how do you how do you guys like that is that is that good that was a bumpy transition you know <laughs> how do you how do you did you say knock or bump, bump? <laughs> that's a good one what is that what are you it's hitting? actually a timer oh. i was trying time's to find something time's up um <laughs> all right guys uh and we, we just say bismillah and knock down the the doors of um of injustice um bit by bit and uh and this segment yalla woo let's let's impeach this segment <laughs> oh my god let's okay oust... Ala and i are leaving <laughs> let's oust this ins- this segment forever um al fatiha next segment we are back. So I'd like to ask everybody to fasten their seatbelts um, as we move into this uh, last segment talking about... Wait, Muhammad, put on your seatbelt. He doesn't Hamad. want to put it on. Muhammad. Come on, Muhammad. I, I, I put it on. It's on the backside of my... Yani, I just I plug it in so I don't hear the noise. I want to tell you... That hurts your butt, though. Why are you doing it like that? <laughs> I want to tell you guys a story. Because I, I grew up with Muhammad, and uh, a lot of times I would be driving, and he would not put his seatbelt on. So one, and I would always tell him, put on your seatbelt, put on your right. seatbelt. And he's like, something, something, I, I don't listen to little red men, you know, on the dashboard. I don't know, something like that. I said that. I also said, I don't like things holding me back, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so one back. day, I'm driving. It's at night. I'm in the van. He's sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm driving. Um, and then I want to, like, teach him a lesson. So, <laughs> oh my God. so as we're driving we're not going too fast this is in the dorms area um and then suddenly i decide like we're going like 20 25 miles an hour and i just decide i'm going to just screech to a halt I totally forgot about this i look i look behind me there's no cars i look in front of me no cars everything is fine screech muhammad hits the dashboard and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got, I, 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 now he learned his lesson, you know. I'm but, worried about my phone that just dropped. But then suddenly I hear, bam, you know, and I'm like, what just happened? Apparently, there was a cyclist behind <gasps> me that with no lights on, and he just smashed. He was, he was depending on Ehab's speed yeah. to continue oh to go God. straight because there was nothing in front of Ehab. There was nothing in front of me, and he just like smashed right into the back of the van. So you get ahead. So I get out. I get out, and then he like. I'm still unconscious. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm no, conscious. No, he's conscious. <laughs> I get out and go to see like what just hit me from behind, and it's just like. Nice little accented man on this nice steel frame bike, and he looks up at me from the ground, and he's just like, "Why?" <laughs> oh my yep, god! He's like, "I don't he's know." Like, I just don't understand. Like, why did you stop? You know? Was he okay? Yeah, this- 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Here's my, um, here's my information. This is my insurance. If you need, if anything happens to you, you know, like feel free to do a claim. Yeah, but he like, hit you. He rear-ended you. <laughs> yeah, but I was like still like very like mistaken. Like you know. But was he okay? He was okay. Everything was okay. fine. Nobody asked about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, can you can, can you quiet down? We're still talking about we, the we, cyclist. We, we don't ask about people who don't wear their seatbelts. <laughs> so, but then, then yesterday, Daniel was talking about Arabs and seatbelts. And I remembered in the blad that nobody wore their seatbelt right. except for me, um, and maybe like and my me. dad and Dania. And good job, mm-hmm. and um, and not Muhammad because he doesn't even wear his seatbelt in the U.S. Um, and and there's just this weird like lack of concern for safety. Um, but Dania, did you want to talk about that? You know, uh, I just can't count the number of times I get made fun of in Syria Making fun because of, yeah. or anywhere. Like, actually, I went to visit my cousin in Qatar once and I like when we got in the car, I put my seatbelt on. She's like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Like, why are you putting on your seatbelts? Like, we're getting into a vehicle that's going to be driving on a street with other vehicles. Like, you know, I'm protecting it's pretty myself. Dangerous. Yeah, and some actually some taxi cabs in Syria don't have like they've actually cut the seat off. I don't know if it's like <laughs> I've seen that. it's just like um book. Like I don't know if they're just like holding this resent. It's like a passive aggressive thing of like I'm gonna make sure you don't put that seatbelt on because they've seen people. I don't know. So I've been in taxi cabs where the actual seatbelt is cut off, like the little the actual mm-hmm. seatbelt port where you can like click in is there, but this the belt itself is like literally I see it. It's like cut with really cheap scissors because there's like the ragged edges, maybe literally like a knife. Um, we so, call yeah. those strapless cars. Strap strapless wow. cars. Okay. All right. All right. We call it like that. Um, I don't think that's this true. This is a very scandalous episode, I'll say. You know yeah. what's um, funny? You know what's funny? I say like, that to everyone. I, I just say what I want to say, and I say we do that in Iraq, and then they have to believe me. <laughs> but but is, I know what you're talking Arab, about, Daniel. Is it an Arabic word? Is there an Arabic word for it? Like, Strap, say, Yarab Dun Shalalat? Like, what, what is that? What is, <laughs> what, all right. What is that? What's Shalalat? <laughs> Is that is that a strap for like a dress? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh well, no. That's uh, what I remember. Maybe I've entered territory that I, I don't belong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now you're an American, truly. So. <laughs> so yeah, I've definitely been made fun of. When, but like, I always, whenever I get into a car, I like the first thing I have to do is yeah. put on a seatbelt. I, I may, There's I'll only make... one time in my life in America where I didn't. Okay, I was, like, now I need to know. What? No why the one time I didn't why put did on my you not wear it wait, wait, what? once what happened what, Daniel, that day? why did you not wear the seatbelt that day oh you know it was a traumatic story but it was actually the day I, I ran out of my ex-husband's house like the day I left oh, wow. him that and makes I was sense. really I was really scared that he was gonna follow me so I just got in the car and I drove off I I, I was then, I was leading this into a joke you know but I guess sorry. It, it, this landed really hard um I'm but, sorry I mean to, to clarify like I couldn't drive very far because I also wasn't comfortable without the seatbelt and I was very traumatized so I pulled over and I put on my seatbelt so it didn't even feel comfortable to you even in a crazy situation for you no, not I to didn't. have your seatbelt and on. I was really concerned that an officer was gonna pull me over so i had to oh, wow. but i just was, i was trying to get away from the house as as far as possible yeah. so that he wouldn't follow me but yeah yeah wow. i i used to get made fun of too and go ahead go ahead putting the seatbelt on it's the same thing same exact experience with the seatbelt in libya and when i would take when i would drive any of my little cousins or something around i'd be like you guys need to put your seatbelts on and they would laugh at me and i'm like i'm right. not kidding <laughs> I got... put your seatbelts on wait or I'm so not you driving. drove in libya 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could do it now, but I did. I did drive um, when I was there. Yeah, it's That's really cool. different. Yeah, like, I'd never ever drive in Syria. I like, did ever. Oh, yeah. I did ever. I did drive in Palestine. I got my license in Palestine when I was eighteen, wow. and I did drive. And it does teach you how to like manage the road. You know how I like know how to park and stuff and like feel comfortable in the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably why. Because are like, you asking us to talk about your driving? Ahab? Because uh, I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, we can. <laughs> how much time? There's do we a have? lot to say about Ahab driving. <laughs> but can you, I, I, can I you have parallel episodes? park? I can't. Me parallel. or Ahab? I can parallel park. But um, my my driving is informed by the Arab experience. But I do want to say that because <laughs> I used a, to. That's a good line. Yeah, I do want to say <laughs> that because I wore my seatbelt all the time, even when I was in Palestine. Uh, one of my friends over there would see me like that and got affected. And t- today, oh wow, he so wears it? his seatbelt all the time from that time because he's like, this awesome. makes perfect sense. So at least like that one guy like has started to do it's this, worth it. and it is worth it. And I want to. So just you a, have made a difference in this world. You have just one guy. Inshallah, <laughs> put on a seatbelt for me. Put on the seatbelt for me. I'm good. And, and I still can't convince Muhammad to do it. And by the way, I, I know <laughs> no. Muhammad oh. has, has he has recanted his ways. He, yes, like he did a tauba, you know, one hundred percent. And now he's uh, he's good to go. I have I, I I have taught you well, you know. So, <laughs> so, Wait, I, so you know, do you wear your seatbelt? I have kids now, so of course I, I wear oh. seatbelts because people depend on me. Before I was like Ahmad, thinking like nothing can hold me back. I wear my seatbelt now. I know what's good. right and wrong. This is the good. magic of children. This is good. This is good. And Muhammad, I care about you. Don't stop wearing your seatbelt even when Thank your you. kids are not in the in the car. I, you I know? appreciate it. No, no, I definitely do. Yes, and for everybody who's listening, wear your seatbelt. Brush your teeth, and uh, Floss. don't do drugs. Floss. Don't do drugs. Wear your mask. <laughs> Um, floss, get floss. The, get the vaccine if you if you can and floss. Uh, thank you, Adet. Yeah, most cavities are between the teeth, so just you know, FYI. Yes, it's a ever good since, reminder. Ever since I started flossing every day, I don't get cavities anymore. Alhamdulillah. So. But it does, it's, it's, no it does, one else thinking of the floss dance when you hear floss now. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just did it. I'm gonna for those w- that are on the podcast. Can you do it? Let's see. No. Let's see. Uh, oh my god. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can. Really good. Good at it. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah there I you mean, go. Good job, you have. So can we like have a loop of that? Yeah. Sorry. Floss. Floss. Wow. Uh, yes, of my lower abdomen. You know, moving in and out. Uh, we'll have a loop of that. Anyways, everyone, this do episode, this episode. Do do all this. You know, be awesome. Uh, be brave. Uh, do one new thing every day. Believe in yourself. Know that you are loved. And <laughs> I hate you right now. Like I hate you so much right now. But okay. Uh, is this? <laughs> Sorry, inside joke here. Okay. Um, uh, and you are hated at the same time. Have a good <laughs> night, everyone. <laughs> our new sign off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do our new sign-off at this point. Um, and so, I guess, for the Amrikis, I am Ihab. And I'm Mohammed. I'm Annette. And I'm Daniel. Signing off. Signing off. Signing off. Signing <laughs> off. Signing off. I knew, I knew that was way off. late. So I signing off. Oh, yeah, Habibi. Oh, yeah, signing. Yeah, Habibi. Oh, signing off. We have to wait. <laughs> So many talents you have, Mashallah.
the best. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you. Multi-talented. Anyways, as uh, we are the Amrikis, we are all signing off. We love you. Thank you so much for your listening. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. we just do signing off together? Like, say one, two, three. Signing off. Sure. Okay. One, two, three. Signing, signing off. Sounds way off. Sounds way off. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Enrique's Podcast. Why would you say yo, yo, yo? Then laugh. How are we supposed to keep going? With, with your host, <laughs> take it from here. It's okay. We'll fix this all in, in post. Don't worry about it. Of course, of course. It's just like one filter, you know. This is this change. is great bloopers. No, this is perfect for bloopers. This is great. Wait, I thought we were really doing this. I thought this was part of it. No. <laughs> all just, right, let's, you need you to just can, apply the f- the filter. <laughs> D <deep> up. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> It's always, it's always a difficult start. I don't know why, but it's never been easy. Because you guys don't have the true podcast voice, you know? (laughs) It's those like Those like really, really soft spoken. Yeah, we should just do the podcast voice. Be like, welcome to the Enrique's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Enrique's podcast. We have here with us Daniel. Daniel. Tell us, how are you feeling right now? I'll just go ahead and speak in here for Dania. Dania says, I'm just kidding. And I'm going to tell us how she thinks, what she feels, okay? I think this is a perfect representation of toxic masculinity, so we should not talk like this. Would I can I, speak for myself very I, clearly. Thank you for Dania, the introduction. Let me tell you something. Dania, let me tell you something. You are loved. You are accepted. You, you are. seriously sound like the Lila from 94.9. <laughs> you have sounds like the 94.9 oh, yeah. classical yeah, rock exactly. host. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> hey, everyone. Yeah, we're all back here together again. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Hala, hala. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we've, summoned, <laughs> we've summoned the Amriki's forces with that introduction. Yes, so indeed. Good job, guys. Don't wait, don't wait, I walk in the shop, so I'm gonna make DG, 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 D